Hello, welcome to Backcast 66. It's the podcast where every week, or every other week, who knows right now, uh, we watch an episode of the 1966 Batman television show, and then we talk about it. I'm Kendall. And I'm Scott. Today we're talking about episode 36 of Batman overall, mm-hmm. second episode of season two, Walk the Straight and Narrow. Yes, and before we get into this episode, I think we have a little bit of housekeeping to do. Uh, we're going to run a special promotion, uh, a special giveaway uh, for this, you know, since now we're starting Season 2. I have a couple of facsimile edition books. Uh, facsimile editions are complete reprints of old comic books, including the original ads and everything else that was in them. Um, I have uh, a bundle of four I'm going to give away. Um, they're the first appearance of Robin. First appearance of Joker, first appearance of Penguin, and first appearance of the Riddler. Um, all you have to do is snap a photo, like give me a screenshot of you like rating or sharing or whatever with our podcast. Um, and then at the end of the year, uh, 2023, I will pull one random person who did that out of a hat and I will mail these to you. Now, uh, email them to us at uh, batcast66 at gmail.com and I'll be able to take care of it from there. Whoa. And I'll be able to reach out, you know, since you emailed me, I can reach out to you and, like, I can get your shipping info and everything. Holy reproductions. Exactly. They're really cool. Like, it's really neat seeing the old ads. It's the old ads that make them neat. Because these stories have been reprinted a million times. Oh, yeah. They're pretty uh, significant. For sure. Do you have a favorite? Oh. I can't say I've read the first appearance of Penguin or Riddler. Of them, I think Robin's my favorite. Because this is the most, like, origin story. The rest of them just kind of, like, are kind of, like, on this show. Where they just exist. And, but, like, they're fun. And it's neat to see them in the beginning. You know? So, like, yeah, you get a little bit of uh, Batman origins here. Cool. Well, sounds like a good deal for a simple snapshot. Yeah, just review or share or whatever. Just give me a photo of you, like, a snapshot of you having done it. And I will and email it to us at batcast66 at gmail.com. And with that, uh, we can get into the episode if you'd like. Sure. Uh, when last we saw our dynamic duo, they were tied to these wooden posts as the archer and his gang on horseback were charging them with lances, uh, ready to impale them. And... I was watching this just thinking, like... How are they going to get out of this? How are they possibly going to get out of this? I did not see what was hap- going to happen happening. This is by far the silliest thing in the show yet. Maybe not by far, but like I feel like it's the silliest thing. Granted, the, what was it? They had bulletproof like soles in their shoes that one time? Yeah, that was pretty silly. Yeah. Um, We get a kind of... A line that is just a, a line that's said in the world um but a line that i always associate with batman what's that uh well here batman says it's always darkest before the dawn Mm -hmm. uh i of course associate it with harvey dent in the dark knight that's part of his like yeah campaign speech or something Mm -hmm. here it feels a little less uh yeah Poignant. Yeah, because uh, Batman and Robin jump out of their bonds they, with... They jump good. 
Yeah. They jump good with the uh, the bat springs in their boots. And they make very cartoonish boinging sounds. Yeah, and when they land, they continue to bounce a little bit. That visual and auditory, like, sensation of watching Batman Rob just kind of bouncing there. Like, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> How did we lose the plot so crazy fast this season? It's nuts. Yeah, I feel like... This season is going to be crazy. It's going to be a strange season, at least. Batman and Robin, they're feeling, like, good about themselves. They got out of this trap. And they tell the Archer, we've got your number. And they just let him leave. Well, the Archer responds with, oh, yeah, yeah. my number's unlisted. I remember the thing that was a good answer, actually. I'm uh, sorry. It is such a good answer. Um, but an important an important clue. Batman and Robin break the laughing box here. They break the what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sound effect uh, machine. Yeah. And they're just like, okay. Well, the archer's upset. Yeah. And he, like, retreats over it. How, so how did they break weird. it? Did they just smash it out of her hand? I forget how they broke it. Yeah. Sorry, gang. I don't remember how they broke it. I don't remember. I just watched this like last night. But somehow it breaks, and yeah, the archer's just real. I don't know if he's upset or what, but like he retreats over it. Yeah, I, I remember, but like they never mentioned it again. I think. No. Yeah, that's it. It was such a big part of the first episode, and it's just like so strange. It's just. Like, they had to, like, they justify its existence. Like, they didn't smash it over his head or something fun. They didn't do anything. Yeah. This episode gets really strange. Yeah. The laughing box is so weird and such, like, a surreal thing. Just, like... Yeah. What is this? Um, Batman and Robin go to uh, Dale's office. Mm-hmm. Mr. Dale is, uh... I mean, they go there as Batman and Robin, not Bruce and Dick. Yeah, what did I say? You said Batman and Robin. I'm just pointing it out. Okay. Um, yeah. Mr. Dale is the stingy Wayne Foundation trustee or director or something. He's like some sort of money guy on it. Yeah. He hates poor people. Uh, he mentions he likes Batman's cape. I mean, I do too. But he was talking about his like his actual fashion, or maybe he was just making fun of him. Yeah, I don't know. I can't get a read on this guy. Well, we they established in the first episode he does not think highly of Batman and Robin. He calls them inefficient and such. Yeah. Uh, Batman wants to know like where the ten million dollars that's being donated to the needy people of Gotham, where it's coming from. How it's being delivered. Yeah, he wants all the details. Mr. Dale obliges. I thought he doesn't give him anything. No. Because he's like, I, you, you need like permit, like written permission from Bruce Wayne or something. That's true. Yeah. Because I remember he throws Robin aside because Robin's like, I don't trust him. He's like, Batman's like, well, he's given us no reason not to trust him. You should give people the benefit of the doubt. That's right. Yeah. He's only doing his job. He's only doing his job. Which, as far as they're concerned, is true. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like, we don't know anything concretely, but I believe the audience has led to have suspicions. Yes. Because I definitely had them. Oh, me too. 
we cut to the Archer's new headquarters, which is in the police HQ basement. Yeah. Pretty smart. They're like, we'll never look for us here. Uh, there's a knock on the door. Who could it be? Oh, it's Mr. Dale. Alan A. Dale. Which is a reference to like a... Uh, to Arendale, I think, is where is a location in uh, Robin Hood, I believe. Ah, smart. Dale offers the archer the information Batman was looking for. Mm-hmm. Here's where he gives up the, the location. Yeah. Uh, he just wants a cut of the money. Yeah, that's it. Pretty, uh... It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He's putting a lot of faith in this guy who, like, is it... can't really... Like, Batman just caught him, like, the day before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's got to deal with, like, the penguin or something. Well, he makes the deal. So he cut to an armored car. Yeah. it's just getting shot by arrows, but the drivers can't see where they're coming from. Yeah. It's a very sneaky plan they have. Yeah. Uh, we cut to... Like, like, around the corner. Yeah, and the (laughs) archer has these, like, hook arrows. They're, like, bent at the end. <laughs> and they're just able to like make 90 degree turns. Yeah, they're just able to shoot around corners. Uh with such accurate precision, mind you. No, they're not even looking at where they're shooting. They're not even able to. The uh the Trojan Her- Hirsch truck. Yeah, it rolls up. Yeah, does it come up behind them or block them off in the front? It blocks them off in the front. Yeah. And they sneak in the back and like break into where the money is in this armored truck. Yeah. Um, so it's, here's the first time I noticed this was kind of cheap. Yeah. They call this thing an armored truck and it's obviously... Just like a van. Well, we get a shot from it from the front and it's like a pickup truck with like an attachment on the back. Yeah. And then like, whenever they're like cutting into it... It's like kind of cardboardy. Yeah. It's like not a shot from behind that vehicle. It's like shot somewhere else. Like very obviously. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the guards, they're like temporarily like they're like kept at bay by the arrows. Yeah. Uh, but when they finally get back there, they see that the archer didn't steal any money. It's all there. Uh, he just jumbled it around. They said, yeah, that's not suspicious. Feels to me like they yeah. didn't really take a good look, but hey, I'm not a guard for an armored truck. I don't know how much money they're getting paid. Yeah. Uh, back at the Bat Cave, or was it Wayne Manor? Yeah, back in Wayne Manor, Bruce Wayne and Commissioner Gordon are talking on the phone. Mm hmm. Uh, Commissioner Gordon once, or was talking to Bruce Wayne about this ceremony where the Wayne Foundation gives money. To the poor people of God. Which is like like literally handing it to poor people. We don't know that yet. Yeah, I know, but like it's strange. Yeah. The commissioner assures Bruce Wayne that everything will be fine because Batman and Robin will be in attendance. Mm-hmm. So Bruce and Batman, or rather Bruce and the commissioner, yeah. hang up the phone from each other. And... Bruce has this predicament where he and Batman are meant to be in the same place at the same time. How could he possibly pull this off? Once again. Well, so before this, they go down the bat poles, but they flip a switch so Bruce Wayne doesn't change into Batman, which is kind of cool. 
Because they slide down and he's Bruce Wayne in the back here. Yeah, yeah, I caught the switch. Yeah. Um, Alfred meets them down there. Yeah. And uh, Alfred's going to help them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bruce tells him he's going to have to change clothes. Yeah. Just pretty exciting. I wrote in my notes, Batford. <laughs> so we cut to the uh, ceremony. Batman and Robin are, like, standing on a rooftop. Yeah, kind of over-surveying the whole thing. Yeah, while Bruce Wayne is down with uh, Dale and the commissioner. Mm-hmm. How could this be? Yeah, how? how? <laughs> Obviously, Alfred is Batman. Yeah, he's dressed up in Batman's costume. Yeah. The commissioner uh, says that the... What is this title? The commissioner? The commissioner of poor people. <laughs> And I was like, what a title. The Commissioner of Poor People is going to be, like, the one distributing money to the poor, uh, which is wild. Insane. So the Commissioner of Poor People, yeah, him and Gordon, like, went to college together or something, they said. Yeah, they were saying something about that. Uh, I wonder if this character will ever come up again i didn't think uh warden Crichton was ever going to come up again he comes up quite often yeah i wonder if he will ever come up again now that we're in a new season i don't know we'll see or if he was that's like, a good point forgotten about now the commissioner of poor people is making a speech and uh mr dale is like oh you think with uh with a speech like that that this guy's running for governor yeah, and then Commissioner Gordon's like, well, he was governor. I think Bruce Wayne says that. Oh, is it Bruce Wayne that yeah, says yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we learn a little bit about Gotham, though we still don't know what state it's in. I have a feeling we'll never know what state it's in. Oh, yeah, we can't. We're not allowed. Uh, the Commissioner of Poor People calls up the poor people Yeah. in reverse alphabetical order. Which I thought was strange, but you found out why they did that. Yeah, so according to the trusty Bat book, uh, initially, the the name of the person called was going to be Alan A. Aardvark, which suggests that it was supposed to be in alphabetical order. But um, because of the actor, Sam Jaffe... Uh, who they got to play that character. Uh, he was on another show called Ben Casey, where he played a character called Dr. Zorba. Yeah. So they they wanted to pay tribute to that. Uh, you know anything about Ben Casey? Never heard of it, never heard of Dr. Zorba before. Yeah, me neither, but uh, here we go. Another special celebrity guest, I guess. Yeah. Mr. Zorba, Zoltan Zorba, gets $100, which I know goes a lot further in 1966. Mm -hmm. Or rather, is it 67 now? No, it says this aired in September 66. Oh, that's true. They're just cranking these things out. Yeah, well, it goes a lot further back then than it does now, but even so, it seems like... It's a temporary thing. Yeah. He busts out a uh, magnifying glass. And he looks at the money he was just handed. Yeah. And instead of a president... It's the archer. It's the archer's face. 
He didn't jostle around the money. They swapped it with fake money. Yeah, and no one noticed until right now. Nobody looked at it. Maybe those guards were just like, oh, we we get to keep our jobs. Yeah. Because none of the money was lost. But then, then the Zorba is like freaking out about how they're trying to swindle them. Yeah, and like gets all the people into a riot. Yeah. So like all of a sudden now they need Batman and Robin to actually intervene. Yeah, so they call them down from the building, and before they jump down, Robin gives Albert, Alfred, like, a speech imitator? No, he, Bruce Wayne bumps into him and gives it to him. Ah. But, yeah, because before, like, they don't use the bat ropes to get down, and Commissioner Gordon's like, that's strange, they would usually use the bat ropes. I wonder why they didn't just give Alfred this thing before. But yeah, so Bruce Wayne like acts like he bumps into them. Robin thinks he's gonna switch into Batman. He's like, "There's no time. I have a voice box for you. If you stay farther away, you'll sound just like me, and it'll like cover your lower face so people won't see your mustache." So like he stays on the other side of the street and is like, "I have a cold. <laughs> I don't want anyone to get infected." He's like, "Oh, Batman. He's always looking out for the health of others." Yeah. So it's here that Bruce begins to suspect Dale. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, like, how did the archer figure this out? Exactly. And also, like, in theory, that guy should have also, would, would have also still have been responsible for the money. They said it was still there. Like, you know, he probably, he would have had to have signed off on that. Yeah. So, Dale says he's, he's out of there. He's going to, I forget exactly where he says he's going to, but he's going to, like, like a barrier island that like kind of leads to the open sea. Yeah, I don't remember what he says exactly. Batman or Bruce Wayne rather begins yeah. to like figure out like the whole plan because like there was no way for the archer to leave by plane or by land. So he has to take to the take to the sea. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne changes into Batman. Yeah. Uh, and he and Robin give chase to the archer who is out at sea. Yeah. Uh, and they use the bat boat. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. It's like, because I know that was made for the movie. I'm like, oh, cool, the bat boat. Yeah, it's cool that it gets continued yeah. use here. Yeah, because it's probably not a lot of uh, opportunity for it. But it is strange now that our Robin Hood characters are now pirate-themed. Yeah, interesting. And interesting that they would go, like, kind of right into the this motif. Like, I'm sure it wasn't, like... It obviously, like, wasn't really being thought about like this. But, like, yeah. chronologically, the movie takes place right before that. And it also ends with the bat boat chasing yeah. a group of villains. That are, like, pirate themed. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... How about the Archer's boat? It's pretty fake looking. Yeah. It's a bad set. You ever watch Captain Noah? Yeah, I can kind of see that. It's like worse than that. Yeah. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's terrible. It looks worse than any of the sets in season one. Like, it's by far the worst set on this whole show. Which is, which is crazy, because I know the Batboat's a really expensive prop. And it immediately goes to this, and it's just like, oof. Yeah. Do you think the Batcopter's going to show up? I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I thought I read that before, but I thought I thought I remember knew that. I thought I knew that too, but like it would be cool because that one's like harder to shoot. Yeah, 
like scenes with. Because yeah, you can put the boat in like a like a, one of their pool sets, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm sure at the end of the movie, the, the end of the movie, they weren't actually out at sea. I'm sure that was like a pool set where they. You know, oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm positive that that's the case with doing no research. But like the back, I'm sure they don't even like own that helicopter. Yeah, probably they probably just added some Batman like crap to the outside. Yeah. yeah. But because why well, just own a helicopter to use it for a couple episodes in a movie? I mean, it might just be a thing the studio would own, and then they can just redress it. That's true. That's true. You know. Uh. Batman and Robin climb aboard and. Use the bat shield to shield themselves from, from the, the archer's arrows. arrows. But I love the bat shield, so it's cool that that showed up. It was cool. Uh, we get another fight here. Yeah, uh, Dale gives them the archer and their guy, those guys swords that look really, really fake. Yeah, they look like child's film swords. They're and then, bad. and then Marilyn gives them to Batman and Robin too because she's watching from the kitchen. So yeah, like, what the heck was that? I don't know. It's like a betrayal out of nowhere. Like, more out of nowhere, nowhere than, than ever usual. before. She wasn't even like, Batman's so hot. She just gave it to him. Yeah. And she's, like, also eating food. And again, she's, like, slightly off the set. She's just looking through, like, a porthole. I mean, she's pretty great. But, like, so <laughs> random. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And again, it's using, like, the, the Robin Hood onomatopoeias... Yeah, which is fun. Which is cute, and like, but like, they have this really bad sword fight. Yeah. It's one of the worst fights in the series so far, I think. And they end up disarming the bad guys, and then like, they throw away their swords, because fair is fair. Yeah, I think ba- there's an ADR line where Batman mentions that. Yeah. Which is the right level of corny for this Batman. For sure. So they finish it with like fisticuffs. fisticuffs yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and... They just kind of beat them up, and then it's over. Yeah. they We don't even see them get tied up or scalded or anything. They just get pummeled. And then we just cut to Wayne Manor. Yeah. And everything's settled. Adventure's over. Bruce and Dick practice some archery. Oh, yeah. I, I did like this scene. And Alfred goes to show them a thing or two. Yeah, Alfred's like, well, I'll show you why they call me the William Tell, Master Dick. Put this on your head and go stand by the target. And Robin's fortunately like, no, but like they kind of put it next to the target and Alfred shoots below like where Dick's face would have been. Yeah, right between the eyes, he yells. Yeah, and it's just like, oh God. And then Alfred's like, uh-oh, I better go polish something. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, the episode is over. Uh, what did you think? So first off, I want to ask you something. Yeah. Do you think Mr. Dale was gay-coded? No, I think he was just rich snob-coded. Okay. I didn't get that from him at all. Because, like, like, he's who's he just, gay like, for, then? I, I feel like he said a couple things. Like, he was, like, talking about Batman's cape and, like, really liking the Archer style. Like, it felt like... I didn't get that vibe at all from okay, this guy. Okay, cool. It, it felt like... To me, I felt like they were trying to, like, you know, not make him gay, like, how a real person's gay, but, like, stereotypically so, you know? I, I think I get what you're saying. I wouldn't have picked up on it. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I 
haven't gotten that vibe from anyone, and this includes like the Riddler and his like super tight like leotards and stuff. No, no, no. Yeah. I haven't got this. Is yeah, this guy in particular, like. He struck me as, like, he would be the villain in an 80s movie trying to shut down, like, the student lounge or whatever. Like, more so than, like, any kind of queer character. Like, the closest I think we got to is, like, King Tut. Just the way, like, he mannerisms and the way he talked. If I had to pick one so far. Well, King Tut is more, like, theatrical and Shakespearean, I guess. Like, this guy... Like, yeah, I guess it could also be just, like like little rich boy like, I, I, I got those vibes from him versus anything else but he seemed to I feel like I wish I could remember when he like meets up with the archer at the very end like that that's when it kind of clicked for me I was like are they kind of trying to do a thing alright I don't think they were cool um well, I mean, that's, that's good and yeah. to the show's credit then yeah and maybe against my credit that I assumed that's what they were doing. Well, I mean, traditionally a lot of villains were gay-coded in general. Like, that's why a lot of, like, Disney villains are very flamboyant and stuff. Like, we off mic we were talking about Ursula earlier. She's modeled after, like, a really famous drag queen called Divine. So there's, there's a long history of that. I know I mentioned him in a recent episode, but Matt Baum has a great video on that. So he does a lot of, like, gay characters in media analysis. And he has one specifically about like the like villains being coded. Interesting. Clear. Well, yeah, those were the vibes I was getting here. But if you weren't, I mean, that's good. I, yeah, I wasn't. Um, the rest of the episode. I mean, this whole story just feels like a mess. It fell apart so hard. I was kind of the first half. I was kind of into it. I wasn't like surprised, like Zelda the Great or Bookworm or whatever. But like. The second half was just bad. Well, first off, the archer himself. Yeah. I don't like him. I don't like his weird, like, speaking in, like, this uh, old English vernacular, but with this, like, New York City accent. That doesn't bother me. I think I, I think in a different world, I would think that was really cool. And, like, I, I think the archer had potential, but I feel like... They got all their Robin Hood, like, ideas out in the first half. And they just like, well, I just need a bad guy. Like, that's why it's like a pirate thing at the end. Like, I don't think they're trying to say something about pirates being, like, criminals of the seas or whatever. No. It just, they're just out there and I guess they wanted to use the boat. Uh, to be fair, the boat's cool. I would want to use the boat, too. The boat is cool, but maybe, like, make yeah. it work. I don't know. Yeah. And I have no problem with them really going out to sea, but it was just, like... The swords. Like, I mean, Robin like, Hood uses a sword. Yeah, but like, this this episode felt really cheap. Yeah, it was like, pretty bad. Like, way more than the first season. Now, I know Batmania is in effect. Like, they could have spent more money on this show. Although there is more, ep I believe there's more episodes in season two. I think, uh, yeah, I think it has the most episodes. And I know that there's, like, a lot more guest stars. So I don't know if, like, more money went to, like, that kind of stuff. But like, man, the props and sets in this episode specifically were, like, bad. Yeah, so I do kind of wonder if, like, this continues, maybe? I know we, I know there's still some, like, uh, prominent episodes in the series we haven't reached. Yeah, I don't think it's all downhill from here, but, like, now it's something I'm more aware of. Because, like, 
if this is the level of quality, I could see why the show falls apart. Yeah, but I hear season three that's where it falls apart, just through cultural osmosis for, like, years. But also, I think season three was made in reaction to... Season two? Plummeting. Okay, I... uh, Ratings. Because I know season three, they mostly got away from, like, the multi-part episode formula. Yeah, and they also, like, uh, added in Batgirl and... yeah. I, I think, like, season three's changes were a reaction to like, whatever's happening viewership-wise here. Okay. So, I mean, we're at the beginning. Who knows what happens? We'll, but... we'll try to track it as we watch the show. Yeah. Uh, the Archer, what do we think about his plan? I mean, I'm giving him a one. I don't... Yeah. It just doesn't... He stole, like, like, like nothing, a like, big sum of money in the beginning and gave it away. Like, nothing in this coalesces. Like, if he was legitimately trying to be Robin Hood, I think that would have been more interesting than him. Like, this is all leading up to a scheme of them stealing $10 million. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Because, like, Batman says something like, because after, after he gets out of prison, after he gets paroled by, you know, after the poor people raise the money, he mentions he's swearing off uh, robbing from the rich to give to, him, uh, to give to the poor. They're like, but he didn't say he couldn't rob from the poor to give to himself. Yeah. And that's why they're like, he's going after the bank mo- or the foundation money. Or, <laughs> like, alright. Uh, I don't know. Like, I like Art Carney, but like, I think it was the character and the way, like, the concept and ri- the way it was written. He wasn't, he didn't have a chance to, like, be really endearing, like, the way, like... Like, on paper, King Tut's a terrible character, but, like, he was really fun to watch, you know? Yeah. Or, like, you know, Frank Gorshin, like, could really fucking ham it up. And, like, really elevate it. Or, like, uh... You know, Bookworm, like, really elevated that material, you know? Like... Yeah, this just felt empty. Yeah, just... This felt a lot like going through the motions, and it's a bad sign that was the first episode of season... The first and second episode of season two. But I know we still have like we still have a lot of those guys to look forward to. Do we? Do you know off the top of your head without cheating, like who the next person is? No, if Archer comes back. As far as I know, no. I know at least he was made for the show, and I know a lot of those characters are one-offs. I, the only one I know for a fact isn't a one-off is King Tut. Word. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he comes back either. I know he's in the comic. Yeah, I know he's got a couple cameos here or there, because I think he's got a background cameo in one of the movies, like The Brave and the Bold or something. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I guess we'll see if and when he shows up again. But Hopefully it's a better episode. I, I think the character has potential. I don't think it's an inherently bad character. I'm curious to see what happens if he does return. Or maybe the comic book writers write him a little bit better. I don't know. As far as I know, like, they never introduced him to the comics. Because some characters like Bookworm have come into the comics. No, I mean the Batman 66 comics. Oh, yeah. I don't remember him being in the comics, but... I know that's something we're talking about maybe eventually revisiting during the course of the show. Yeah, I think we should. Because, like, I, I loved them at the time. Oh, they are great. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll see what the future holds. And hopefully the next story is a little bit more fun. Yeah, hopefully. Well, find out with us next time. Next Bat Time. Next Bat Channel. Batcast Time? That's us. Season (laughs) 2. Off to a great start. We'll catch you next time, folks. 
Simpatcast time, Simpatcast channel.